This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawn Forge pouch, this is episode 141 of the Shattered Soulstone Stomp the Yard. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash soulstone2017. 180,000 tiles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. It is October 15th, 2017, and this is your man, Dick Green! <laughs> I'm here to West Fertilio. Uh, always so flamboyant with your uh, introductions there, bud. <laughs> Come on, I'm a professional, man. You got to, you got to get it. Come on, brother. I see that. I see that. Alright, uh, so I guess I will mention this at the beginning. There will be no Lantonio tonight. Um, uh, something came up on his end, and I don't know any details, but he's not joining us. He may be joining us for an episode later on to continue from last episode for those of you that listened, and it'll be good. Uh, tune in. I'm excited about that. Uh, I thought, personally, I thought, great show. I mean, I know we didn't really talk about Diablo, but, you know, when one of your friends needs some help or, you know, want to tell a story, that's a... But I thought, powerful episode. I mean, I, I mean I'm sure... Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard it, maybe you didn't hear it because, you you know, you didn't want to hear a story about that, which is fine. But if you haven't heard it and, uh, you know, Lantonio really, really put it out there last, uh, last episode, really really good I thought and man I was uh, I was really looking forward to part two but uh, we'll do that in a later date which is fine uh, today we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get back to the old Diablo before we move on I just want to say I agree with everything you just said last episode was a very powerful episode we got some feedback from it that was just great and uh, glad everybody was was happy to hear that Lantonio was doing all right and uh, happy to you know, hear him come back and be on the show again. It's, I mean, it's been uh, over a year <laughs> since he was last on the show, and it's crazy. It's been a long time. Man, everybody loves a, everybody loves a good comeback story, man. Come on, now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm All a right. sucker for it. Yup. Man, you know, hey, let's hey, let's get into what, what have you been doing, brother? What have you been doing this week, man? You know, we we had a we had a, had a little week here. What have you been been up to? Oh, God. Okay, so, um, well, in Diablo, I've been staying out of season, really. (laughs) I haven't gotten in season. Nobody's asked me for any help or anything, so I'm like, okay. I guess I'll continue avoiding stuff until season 12. But no, I'm playing a demon hunter a little bit off-season. 
I thought I'd try to make a couple builds that I haven't made before or messed with on off season with the demon hunter. And uh, so I put together with some help from you uh, a few months ago. You helped me put together that Marauder set. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So I was messing with that a bit, and it's. I mean, it's cool. Uh, the gameplay is. You know, it's, it's pretty smooth and stuff. It's it's not a bad set. I don't know. I personally like the uh, Hollowed Essence better. I like how it runs. I like the mobility of it. But I have to say the the Marauder set. I mean, if you've got it set up perfectly, like uh, say you you know exactly when that Rift Guardian's coming. You set up your turrets. You got what, five or six of them. You set them up, and then the Rift Guardian spawns right in the middle of them. Oh, he's he's done. <laughs> he is done. If you've got all five uh, turrets set up within firing distance of the Rift Guardian, you're just going to eat him alive. It does so much damage, it's stupid. The single target damage is crazy. The, uh, the AoE of the build is... I mean, it, it is pretty impressive. But I mean, I you know I've I've seen better. But then again, I'm not. I've got all the gear I need for the build, but I'm not like decked out. I don't have super great affixes. I don't have all ancients or anything like that. So I mean, it, this is just from a standpoint of me having all the pieces that I need for the set that I'm running. I did put together a or an unhallowed essence set uh, that I had in my stash already, and. <laughs> Let me tell you, it needs work. <laughs> my uh, my hardcore unhallowed essence demon hunter is much stronger. <laughs> I feel like it's just uh, like I had trouble running T uh, thirteen using it. I was just I kept dying. It was it was horrible. <laughs> it was really horrible. Even when I'd run like vaulting, keeping my mobility up, keeping that sixty percent damage reduction from that uh, the ring. Uh, after vaulting and stuff, it's, oh, it's just nothing was working. Nothing was working. Yeah, you, with that set, man, you really have to have you really have to have this extremely locked down set of equipment with you know the exact right of fixes. And it, I think out of the two builds from from Marauders to EU, I think EU's harder to build because you know the Marauders, you you know you get your stuff and you and you go and. And you know, like the turrets can protect you, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so you kind of you're kind of more tanky in a Marauders, but man, that EU dude, them freaking them arrows. And like I said, you have to have a your set has to be pretty good. I really love the EU. The the thing that I I really I like the the Marauders, but the thing about the Marauders that just it just gets me every time. And the thing about it is. You know, you're going along and you're doing really great. You got five turrets and you're smashing and it's the end of the, the level. So you got to go to the next level and now you have no turrets. So you can put out two turrets pretty quick and then you got to wait, put a third turret out, wait, put a fourth turret out, wait, put a fifth turret out. It's kind of like this little, it's kind of like rubber banding, you know, like you're, you're at full power mm -hmm. and then you're like it, then you're at like 40% power and then. 50% power and then 70%. You know, I, I don't like that buildup. I don't like that buildup. And especially, like, you know, you get into a bad pinch, like, where you're 90, like, 98 or 99%, and then, you, you know, there's no more enemies left, so you gotta go to the next level. So now, you're 1% away from the Rift Guardian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's workable, and you can get around it, 
It's just to me, it's kind of annoying. That's all. I agree with you. Yeah, outside of that, I haven't been doing too much in game. <laughs> like I said, I, I tried to, uh, I've never run a Shadow Mantle set, so I was looking into that, but uh, I wasn't having much luck gearing out for it. I don't have too many pieces for it. I'm, I'm missing a bunch of stuff for any kind of build like that. But I just wanted to check it out, experiment with it, since I've never run it before. But we'll see. Maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe in the weeks to come I'll continue kind of building into that. Outside of that, I'm just, I haven't really played. Uh, I've been playing other games to kind of just waste time for Season 12. Playing a little bit of Overwatch with that, uh, the Halloween event going on right now is fun. New skins are awesome. <laughs> Outside of that, man, I haven't been, been doing anything. Yo, what have you been doing in game? In game, I was pretty pretty busy. I, I'm just still I'm still running seasonal because normally at this point I wouldn't even touch my seasonal character because I have you know multiple characters, so I would normally have my main seasonal demon hunter and then I would have my main demon hunter and you know I, after season. After I was done with my seasonal journey, I just go back to my non-seasonal and you know I'd run it and and just have fun and and just smash. But oh, I'm so onto this necromancer and I have a non-seasonal necromancer, but argh, this gear is this gear is not good. And you know to go from where I'm at right now to mm, I've done it, I've run him a couple times, but yeah, I just so I've I, I just been. I just been running the, the seasonal, and uh, you know Rona from uh, he came on the show a couple weeks ago, and um, so I kind of played with him a little bit. And he he introduced me to another community member, uh, Captain Peters, who was awesome, another awesome guy from the. I mean, our community is so good. I mean, he's not from um, he's from AIE, but still, I, I consider you know he came over and uh, jumped in and and we played, and you know I just helped him out a little bit and. And, you know, we're just, just having a good time. It was fun. And, you know, like I said, I'm done with my seasonal. And, and normally I wouldn't even be playing seasonal. But, you know, right now it's kind of, I'm sure once the, the season switches over here uh, next Friday, I'll get my necromancer out of season. And then he'll be my my permanent non-season necromancer. And then my other necromancer will then become my all-time seasonal. I'll have him with his gear and I'll be able to play non-seasonal when I want. Which is, like I said, it's kind of a weird thing for me right now because I normally don't do that. But um, once the season's over, that problem's going to be fixed. It's kind of a weird thing because, you know, this was the, the Necromancer season. So, um, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm kind of excited because I got, like, close. I'm real close to 1,200 Paragon non-season. And I'm pretty close to 900 season. So when that merges, I'll get some more Paragon from a non-season, which is, that's fun. And I'll just keep going there. The other thing I had been doing was uh, my son. I, I was kind of bored, and and uh, I, I was every now and then I I go into Diablo or I mean um, Diablo. Ugh, brain fart. Excuse me, not Diablo. Every now and then I go into Starcraft because yeah, you know, I kind of like to just. I, I was kind of feeling like playing one of those build-up games. You know, it, it's such a fun. It's like a little goofy thing, you know you. You got your little units and you start building and you still oh, put a building here and then put another building and then oh some some defense and then man, push out a little bit more and throw out a patrol and it's kind of a fun thing. I'm definitely not I'm definitely not a, a player where I want to play other players and I want to 
I want to get in a tournament or anything like that. I just, I like to just build my base up and then just go annihilate the, just, wow, well, you know, just stomp the face off of the other player. Well, I was in here playing and my son came in and he was like, oh, man, that looks fun. Can we fight each other? And I was like, yeah, of course we can fight each other. You can you can play on a team together or you can play on a, you know, you can play against each other. And then so he started this massive, like, insult competition where my son would like, you know, my son would be like, you're going to get rolled up like a wheelchair. And I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd come up with something and back and forth, and, you know. <laughs> You know, I'd be like, you're going to get stomped. You're going to get stomped like some Timberlands at a stomp competition. <laughs> Those kind of things. You know, it was back and forth with each other. He downloaded the game and, ooh, ooh, ooh. He got, I, I think he took some notes because he was definitely at school. He definitely got <laughs> rolled up. And then, uh, you know, the cool thing was after after I rolled him up a few times, um, uh, after I rolled him up a few times, you know, different ways, and then we kind of joined up and, and played uh, – you know, two versus two, which was cool. The last game we, we did play, I got freaking rolled, man. They came in there. I don't even know how they got built that fast. I was, I didn't even have defenses up, by the, and they had helicopters. I was like, what? I have no idea how the heck. I don't know. Maybe I was slow. I don't know. But anyway, I got stomped on like, like it was ridiculous and then my son had one unit left and built a whole nother base and lasted a whole nother full hour after I got rolled up but I mean he didn't win the game hilarious but it was just like they just couldn't kill him they just kept coming and they just kept coming it was just like wave after wave after it was just at one point he, play, he just had he all the these avoidability game. He just had all these turrets everywhere at one point. And they were like flying into his base, getting murked. I was just like, I, I, I mean, he was out of resources and couldn't even move his command. Cause anyway, it just like he couldn't actually. He couldn't actually attack the enemy. Like, he was completely just... And it took him an hour. Like It took him, like, an hour to, to get him. And they were trying hard, too, man. They were they were all over the map. They were getting... It was enjoyable to watch. We, we watched the uh, the recap, you know. Uh-huh. It was fun. So, yeah, just doing that. I'm, I mean, come on. You know, my son's 14, so, you know, how much time how much time do I got left where, we're, where he's going to want to still play video games with me, which is, you know, but whatever. So you know, it's just it's a lot of fun to 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 still to still have your son come in and you know play games with you. Mm-hmm. Other than that, man, I've been working and I really didn't even touch my guitar this week, which is I I don't even have an excuse. It's ridiculous. I should have been playing, but you know, sometimes you're tired. Okay, I know, bro. I know, man. I <laughs> you know I I need to get I need to hit it back again but ah, you know when you're working like that and it's just like I said it's just an excuse but mm-hmm. so that's you know that's what I've been doing and I heard we had some tweets brother so yeah uh, we do have some tweets this time we got on October 8th uh, we got Sean Thorpe saying getting ready for the triumphant return of Atlantonio at Shattered Soulstone uh, this is going to be unlike any other episode you've heard so far that's the editor of our show getting excited. He, uh, while he was editing it, obviously he listened to it, and yeah, he was he was pretty pumped about it. Then we've got at Nevik James says, 
miss doing the at Shattered Soulstone podcast, but at the same time, know that I won't really add anything to the show these days. My D3 time is minimum. But more to the point between pain and meds, my being able to put out worthwhile content is not really feasible these days at Shattered Soulstone. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, Nevik. I hope everything's going well for you. You know, I, I haven't heard from you in a while, and uh, like I said, I, I hope everything's doing well. And if you're listening to the show still, <laughs> be glad to have you here. Uh, and we've got two more, both from at Scanline75. I don't know if Scanline has sent anything into the show before. If so, it's been a very long time. He says... He was replying to what Sean mentioned. Uh, said, The most honest account of what millions are dealing with I've ever heard. A down-to-earth, unromanticized, and brave telling by Atlantonio. Dude, thank you for sharing your story, Lan, and happy to hear everything is better. This should be more widely distributed. Uh, honestly, I agree. Lantonio, uh, if you're listening to this, thank you very much for being on the last episode. You know, we'll we'll have you on again, and uh, you've got you've got some supporters, man. <laughs> you've got some people listening. They hear your story, and you know they're just as proud of you as we are. Yeah, thank you very much, Scanline, for writing in, and you know everybody else, uh, Nevik and Shano, and yeah, well, uh, I don't know if there's a way we can widely distribute that unfortunately I think that's out of our control but you know I, I couldn't agree more like episodes like that stories like that should be more widely known as far as not uh, sugarcoating it I guess because for those of you who haven't heard last episode uh, Antonio came on the show and described or told everybody why uh, why he had been absent for over a year and to just kind of sum it, sum it up uh, he ran into some drug problems and he didn't sugarcoat the story it's raw and uncut let's put it that way so uh, it's it's the way it's it's what really happens in these situations nothing was hidden from us he explained everything uh, in reasonable detail not hardcore detail because we don't we're not that kind of podcast <laughs> but uh you know there are young listeners but anywho um so that's it for the tweets thank you guys for writing in uh with that greed you want to explain what you're going to do on the two weeks between seasons you know like i said like i was saying a little bit ago you know uh once my Necromancer becomes a, a non-seasonal, of course, because everything's going to come non become non-seasonal. Once that happens, I'm just gonna. I kind of have two sets of gear right now. Like I have the gear on my seasonal, and I have a gear on my non-seasonal. And for one, like my shoulders are. Uh, I I know I talked about shoulders a lot, but I got a really really good set of Necromancer uh, Rathma shoulders uh, non-seasonal. So those are going to go to my. Uh, those are going to go over, and uh, I'll, I'll basically take both sets of gear and just make the best possible one set of gear, and then the rest of it I'm, I'll probably get rid of it, uh, and just and then just run just one Necromancer, you know, thanks to the armory, totally love that, 
Uh, so yeah, I've been uh, been working on a new build, uh, Rathma, uh, a Rathma twist build uh, with uh, using Land of the Dead and um, the uh, Simulacrum. Oh, Simulacrum, yeah. Yeah, I can't. Okay. Look, I'm from the South, but I can't pronounce these dang words. <laughs> The 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 make the the, the make your um, mages more powerful. I, I, I don't know why I had these fancy dang words, but anyway. So I'll just I'll just run that and you know try to pick up some more paragon and I, I guess I'll be hunting for a new dang bow and a new um and a new dead man's legacy for my because uh you know the old uh, the old uh, and I don't know if the people know this or not but um, they have changed a lot of the gear. You know they're buffing. They're giving us a bunch of buffs, which you can check out. Cause oh my god, these buffs are ridiculous. So you know, check out the the new the, the latest patch notes. And, and uh, to my understanding, the the patch notes that are out right now are the patch notes that are that's that's what's going to be happening. They're done with finalized it. Finalized version. Yeah, the, yeah. That's the that's the the most done version uh, that's going to be out for season twelve. Um, so. Yeah, you, you know these these buffs are, are major, and um, they buffed a lot of the of the set piece bonuses, but they also buffed a lot of items, and uh, you know like Yang's recurves getting a big buff, uh, Dead Man's oh, yeah. Legacy's getting a big buff. So, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm not gonna say I can go over every single piece because it's a lot. Yeah. But for me, I have to have a new because your old ones aren't gonna automatically get upgraded. So you're gonna have to find a new one, which is, uh, I, you know what? I, I kind of been back and forth on it so much because it's like, man, do I really, do I really want to get another bow? Cause man, my bow is so good, it's gonna be very difficult, near impossible. I mean, I, I almost had to have a primal to, to, to find something better than mine. But with the new bonuses, I guess any any recurve is gonna be better than my old one. But so yeah, I guess you know I'll get back on the. Um, Get back on the gear chase and just have fun, you know. Uh, play with some friends and uh, try to set my group for season twelve. I'm I'm sure you're gonna be uh, you're gonna you're gonna play the support role for season twelve with me. So yep, mm -hmm. that's that's gonna be cool. And uh, you know, just get ready and and uh, you know, smash smash some demons and try to try to get higher. Um, I, I got higher this season than I, ha I I've ever been. Uh, 90s. Oh yeah, next next season we're gonna get higher than we've ever been. Uh, we're gonna at least duo. We we gotta try to push 100, man. I mean, if you got 90s this season and you're gonna get buffed this season and have a support monk with you, no, oh, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's let's try to hit that hundred, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking uh, for for uh, season 12 goals. I'm thinking um, I want to try to to whack out another thousand paragons i want to get into a hundred i want to get gems leveled uh in either two or past 100 both for uh your three main and, and uh you know the the uh the 16 augment so mm -hmm. well um you said uh you've been mentioning or that you've been messing around with a build um a spin-off of your rathma set um so can you explain to those who might not know how that build works with uh simulacrum and land of the dead you drop your decrepify off of off your bar uh so you're not running a curse which uh, means you're not you're not getting the uh the bonus defense from your belt 
So that means you can get rid of your dainties, your, your dainties binding, and you can pick up like a witching hour or um, you know something else. I have a witching hour. I'm using for it because, like I said, that uh, you don't get any bonus from the from the binding. So because of that, uh, you're also you can't use um, your bone armor. So that's another big uh, hit in defense. But uh, you pick up uh, Land of the Dead, uh, Frozen Lands, and uh, Simulacrum. The one I can't. No, that one. Sim- simulacrum, yeah. But yeah, that one and um, you, the the reservoir. Which uh, doubles your uh, essence pool, and basically, uh, you know, you, you, the more essence you do, the, the more, the more powerful your singularity mages are. So basically, what I do is I, I go into the dungeon. Oh, I also dropped my uh, nemesis bracers and picked up a reaper wrap. So basically, I, I roll up in the dungeon, I start to push, and I just try to get some uh, singularities out, and uh, I only. Uh, I only discharge singularities at 100% full mana, which for me is like 320 around there. So they're pretty powerful. You run into the first elite, and I'll I'll hit both of my big cooldowns, which is uh, Frozen Lands and um, and the Simulacrum. When I, yes, thank you. <laughs> I'll hit both of those, and um, you know, it jumps your essence pool from. Three to six hundred, which is basically doubling your DPS from your from your uh, skeleton from your mages from your yeah, and they just man, they ooh, they eat. It's ridiculous because I and there's so many like it throws um, it just throws those um, health globes everywhere. But that's getting nerfed uh, come twelve. It's, well, it's not getting nerfed. It's just getting capped. Like right now, there's an unlimited amount of um, health globes you can generate, which is it's beyond ridiculous. Um, it's way more than you need because uh, when I'm running around, I always have ten. But I, I have ten mages up all the time. You basically just run around and just beat the crap out of everything. So it's you know it's it's fun, it's fun to play. Yeah. For those of you who don't know as well, um, when you, okay, how this works, because you may be thinking, okay, well, you're losing so much defense from uh, dropping Decrepify and taking off that belt that you, you know, get nothing from since you're not using a curse, and uh, you're also taking off bone armor, so you're not getting your defense, you're thinking, okay, well, how the heck do you survive? That comes in a combination of things. One, uh, Land of the Dead, you pop it with Frozen Lands, it freezes everything around you for a good, like, three seconds, I think? Three or four seconds? Yeah. Three to seven, I think, is is the property. Three to seven. Yeah. So, uh, it freezes everything around you, so therefore nothing is attacking you. Also, when Land of the Dead is popped, um, you know, you're still constantly using Devour, so it's immediately devouring all the, essentially, gravestones appearing around your corpses, uh, being provided by Land of the Dead, so it's giving you a massive heal. It's also massively regenerating your, uh, your essence, and when you have Simulacrum out with the Reservoir Rune, like... Greed said before, it doubles your essence pool, virtually doubling the damage of your <laughs> singularity. <laughs> uh, yeah, of your singularity mages. 
So it's doubling their damage output. Also, while, while you have Simulacrum out, it casts you know all of your abilities twice, including your uh, your mages. So instead of summoning two mages at a time from your ring, you're summoning four at a time. Meaning, as soon as you pop them and activate one Singularity Mage, uh, it's popping four, giving you the full damage boost of your armor set, of the Wrath of Armor set. You know, with the massive essence regen from the combination of Land of the Dead and Devour, uh, you can almost immediately pop another four very quickly after and keep uh, your ten mages out, or get all ten mages out very quickly, and all ten are doing you know, twice as much damage as they normally would. So it makes it very easy to get that damage output out. And generally, in combination with the Land of the Dead and Frozen Lands being able to freeze everything, you can get enough damage out there to, to kill everything before they either unfreeze or before you, you give them a chance to deal enough damage to wipe you out. So, therefore, you are trading a little bit of... Well, actually, you're trading quite a bit of toughness and tankiness for this massive damage increase but you know you still have that frozen lands you just gotta use it wisely uh, generally like greed put it you want to pop simulacrum and land of the dead at the same time and make sure you get your elite pack stuck in that land of the dead freeze that's, yeah. that's essentially what you want to do you know just to say something like I, we were in a four-player 75. Uh, we cleared it in four minutes and something, almost five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I one-shot the Rift Guardian. Yeah, that's not surprising. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's power. You just you, you just mop the floor a little bit more with your body. I mean, I mm-hmm. died. I haven't not died. I mean, if you're hardcore, don't do what I'm doing, because. <laughs> That is, you won't, you won't, you won't, you won't like the results. I die a lot with that. Um, it's a thing, you know. That, like I say, you, you you give up all that defense. But I got to a point with my regular build where I'm hitting a wall unless I unless I get better gear or better gym levels I, I, or more Paragon or something. I'm just I'm at a place where. It's taken me longer and longer and longer to kill the enemies, so my wrists are getting longer and longer and longer, and it got to where I wasn't clearing in time. Yeah. I was just looking for new ways and, uh, you know, drop some defense, pick up some offense, and oh, it's ugly. I haven't got that. I haven't attempted, you know, I haven't attempted that high. Uh, 78 is as high as I've attempted with the uh, with the new build. Yeah, I died uh, several times, but I still smashed it in, uh, you know, under 10 minutes. Yeah, it's nice. Very nice. I mean, it's a strong, it's a very strong build. But anyway, I mean, you already mentioned uh, what we're kind of doing for Season 12. You said you're going to run the Rathmaset again, and um, I'm, I am planning to do a support monk. You know, out of all the time that I've spent listening to this podcast even before I was a host. You know, I, I've listened to a lot of Shattered Soulstone episodes, and, you know, because of that you hear a lot of builds and how they work, and I've heard of a lot of monk builds. Uh, you know, Nevik explained a lot of them. I think Antonio and Brasia explained 
a few of them. I think Jen even explained one of them. And just with experiences like that. But I've never heard anybody really explain what the support monk does and why it's so valuable. Like, I, I, to be perfectly honest, I don't know exactly how well a support monk will do on its own. But hence why it's called a support monk. You want to play with other people with it. And when you're playing with other people, yeah, you might be doing a little damage with the support monk, but essentially the purpose of it is, I mean, you're providing everything for somebody else. So, well, without healing them. Because you're essentially, uh, you're grouping enemies up, you're uh, reducing their defense, and you're increasing the amount of damage you and your allies deal to those enemies. And on top of that, you're also buffing your allies as well with auras. So I'll just kind of explain how this build works real quick. Uh, this will be the build I'm running next season. So just a quick rundown of like the skills you'd be using is um, for your generator, you've got Crippling Wave with Tsunami. It's just you freeze enemies for one second, and it increases the uh, area that Crippling Wave hits. Uh, you've got Blinding Flash with a, oh, uh, with a Crippling Light Rune, which, you know, blinded enemies deal 25% reduced damage for five seconds after the blind wears off. So there's, you know, you're debuffing enemies. You're using Epiphany with the Soothing Mist Rune, which... Okay, imbue um, yourself with water, causing your abilities to heal yourself and allies. Okay, you are healing allies with Epiphany active. You got Cyclone Strike with Implosion, just increases the range of your Cyclone Strike, so it'll be pulling enemies in much, much easier. You got Inner Sanctuary. What it normally does is reduces all damage taken by 55% for you and all allies within the circle. And with the Temple of Protection Rune, you've got allies in the inside the Inner Sanctuary are also immune to crowd control effects, crowd impairing effects. Then you've got Mantra of Healing with Time of Need Rune. Uh, so the Mantra of Healing obviously it heals you when you activate it, and also heals you and allies even more. Uh, and with the Time of Need Rune, its uh, Mantra of Healing also reduces damage taken by 30% while below 50% life. So there's you got more tankiness for you and your allies. Then you're running with near for your passive skills. You've got near-death experience to you know keep yourself from gives you a second life essentially. Uh, Beacon of Ethar to reduce cooldowns. Resolve uh, you deal damage you deal reduces enemies damage by 20% for four seconds. And Unity uh, each ally affected by your mantras increases your damage by five percent up to a maximum of 20% and has a five percent increased damage. Okay, so there you go. You've got your skills and your passive skills and all that. Now, how you're going to make them very, very useful is, first off, you're going to be running uh, four pieces of the Ina set, uh, giving you the first two set bonuses, which is uh, two-piece, is increase the passive effect of your Mystic Ally and base effect of your Mantras by 100%, meaning your Mantras are twice as effective as they normally would be and the passive effect of your allies, your mystic allies. And uh, the four piece set bonus, you gain the base effect of all four mantras at all times. This is a great support set, honestly, because it gives not only you, but all of your allies 
all four mantras with double the passive effect on them. So they're going to get, you know, evasion from the mantra of evasion and have a double effect, the double effect from the mantra of healing. So your life regen is going to be crazy and, you know, so on and so forth. So that's good. Then how you're going to complement the rest of this is, uh, you're going to use the Laws of Ceph headpiece, Legendary Spirit Stone. Its legendary effect is using Blinding Flash restores 100 and, well, up to 165 spirit, uh, which is, you know, really good. It, uh, keeps your spirit, or helps keeps your spirit max at pretty much all times, which this, this build isn't a heavy spirit spending build per se. Uh, essentially, the only spirit spender you're really going to be using is Cyclone Strike and to, to pull enemies in constantly. I'll explain why that's important here in a minute, but using Blinding Flash will help you keep pulling people in. Uh, then for your shoulders, you're going to use... Alright, bear with me with this <laughs> pronunciation. Lefebvre's Soliloquy. Uh, it's a shoulder piece. It says Cyclone Strike reduces your damage taken by 50% for 5 seconds. So there's another reason why you want to be using Cyclone Strike very often is to give yourself massive damage reduction. Then you're using the Illusory Boots so you can move through enemies unhindered. Why that's important is because since you're constantly using Cyclone Strike, you're essentially... What do we call that? Mob locking? Crowd control. No, that's what the ability is doing, <laughs> but uh, you're, you're stopping yourself from being locked between your, a wall of enemies. Because if enemies surround you in this game and you don't ha have the ability to move through them unhindered or have a mobility move of some kind, then you're kind of stuck there. They're body blocking you, that's what it is. Uh, it prevents body blocking. And since you'll be using Cyclone Strike constantly, you're pretty much forcing yourself to be body blocked 100% of the time. So Illusory Boots really helps that out. The Strong Arm Bracers, you're going to be using it's, uh, each enemy, or enemies hit by knockbacks suffer up to 30% increased damage from all sources for 6 seconds. So this is really big for the build because it's not only your damage, it's all of your allies' damage is being, is being increased by up to 30%. Now, you may be wondering, knockbacks, well, what's causing knockback with this build? Technically, pulls are considered knockbacks as well. So when you pull people in via Cyclone Strike, that buff will activate. As far as amulet goes, you just kind of want a Hellfire amulet with a passive that will help you out. I don't know what passive is best for this, but, you know, just pick something that really works for you. Then you've got the Oculus Ring for one of your rings, a chance to create an area of focused power on killing a monster, dealing or damage increased by up to 85% while standing in the area. That's obviously really good for your allies. Generally, you're not really going to be looking to stand in these areas really ever. They're just mainly for your allies to use and uh, take control of. Next, you're going to be using the Obsidian Ring of the Zodiac for your other ring to reduce your cooldowns to get your uh, Epiphany off cooldown much quicker, as well as your Inner Sanctuary. Now, for your weapons, you are not using Fist Weapons. You are actually using Isvan's Paired Blades, which is the Slanderer and the Little Rogue one-handed swords. 
Now, you want to be using these because if you have both of them equipped, you get a set bonus that says each time you spend primary resource, you gain 6% increased attack speed, damage, and armor for 5 seconds. This effect stacks up 5 times. So, meaning if you have all 5 stacks, your attack speed, your attack damage, and your armor is increased by 30%. So this is good for tankiness, attack speed, and, you know, damage. Why you'd want attack speed up is because two reasons. One, to help get your your spirit up, because you're not really looking for damage with this build per se. Uh, so you're getting your... Um, it makes it much easier to get your spirit regeneration up so you can continue to spam Cyclone Strike. Uh, and also it's really good for the crippling wave with the tsunami rune so you can keep enemies frozen for as long as you possibly can. Then in your cube you're using flying dragon as a chance to double your attack speed for the same reason you want attack speed high. Then you're using spirit guards uh, as your armor slot for your cube. Your spirit generators reduce your damage taken by uh, up to 40% for 3 seconds. There's some toughness for your survivability and last but not least, the Band of the Rue Chambers for your ring. Uh, says your spirit generators generate 40% more spirit, well, up to 50% more spirit, 40-50%. So, once again, just getting your spirit generation up as fast as possible. And to finish this build off, you're using, for legendary gems, you'd use the Gogok of Swiftness for, once again, more attack speed, uh, increased dodge chance for toughness, and... Who, who wouldn't want that? When once it's level 25, also it increases your cooldown, or reduces your cooldown, so you can get off of Epiphany much quicker, and um, you can spam Inner Sanctuary more often as well. Uh, you want to use Ice Blink uh, to chill and slow nearby enemies with all of your abilities and attacks, and also level 25 effect is all enemies hit by or slowed by your abilities. I believe have a 10% increased chance of being critically hit from all sources, so that helps you and your allies. And lastly is the Gem of Efficient... of Efficious... Efficious <laughs> Toxin, whatever. Um, so you're poisoning enemies, the damage really isn't what's useful with this gem, it's once it's level 25, uh, all enemies that are affected by the poison uh, take 10% increased damage from all sources. With the combination of the Gem of Fictious Toxins, you've got 10% right there. You've got 30% from your uh, Strong Arm Bracers. And what was the last one? You've got another... Your ring? Something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from the Oculus Ring, if you're standing in there, uh, you've got another up to 85% increased damage. So you've got all kinds of stuff that's increasing the damage of your allies for you. So they're doing over 100% more damage just from you being there attacking things and pulling things together and, you know, keeping them, keeping all the enemies preoccupied is essentially what you're doing. So it's, it's a pretty interesting build. <laughs> there it is, everybody. <laughs> that's how it works. I have one question. Mm -hmm. What belt are you using? You may have said, and I... May have just, I don't know, oh. spaced out when you were talking about what belt you're using. Oh, it's um, it's one of the Eno set pieces, by the way. I didn't ah, you had to that. have it, huh? You had to have it, huh? Yep, yes you do. Hmm, dang it, because I was just thinking about the Court of Shimmer, you know. Oh. 
Chainsaw uh, hit to create a chaos field that blinds and slows enemies inside it for four seconds. I've used it on my Demon Hunter before. I love that belt. It's so hard to get that belt into a build. Mm-hmm. But, man, that thing is... It is it's nice. Yeah, Very it's really nice. nice. You know, as a support, you know, it's uh, like the more the more CCs you kick off, like the more you're proccing my uh, Crispin Ring or the more, you know, the more damage... Um, you know that's a slow, so that that helps with uh, with other things too. It's just, but if you have to have a if you're if you're running the set belt, then uh, yeah, that's one well, of I mean, things. I'm sure there is a variation for that. I mean, I can see one already. If you wanted to uh, use that belt instead of Ina's favorite belt, you could switch those off, and then instead of having the band of the root chambers in your cube, you can use the ring of royal grandeur, keeping that bonus for your four-piece set, and getting the that effect from the um, uh, from the belt. Now what you would lose is your spirit generators generate 40% more spirit. Uh, yeah, it's probably I mean, more important. I mean, yes, that is important, but also keep in mind, it might not be as important as you think, depending on how much you find yourself spamming Cyclone Strike, because this build is actually very, very good at keeping its spirit up high, because um, I mean, you've got the attack speed boost from the Slanderer and Little Rogue uh, by themselves, giving you a 30% increase to attack speed. Uh, they are both one-handed weapons anyway, so your attack speed is higher than you would if you were using a two-handed weapon. Also, you've got the attack speed bonus from Gogok of Swiftness. And on top of that, you've got uh, the Flying Dragon in your cube, which virtually gives you a chance on hit to double your attack speed. No matter what, with Crippling Wave or with your primary skill, you are you are attacking so fast. You're getting that you know, it's just something, it's something that we'll have to... I, I just kind of want to try it, that. you know, just try it out, you know, if, if it's good, it's good, if not, then, you know, go back to what you're mm-hmm. normally running, but, yeah, I mean, the, the build sounds great, brother, I'm, I'm excited, man, because I've, I've always been looking for somebody, I, I always tell everybody, play what you want to play, but I've also kind of hinted, <clears throat> you might want to play support, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, yeah. to have an actual support coming into the season, it's going to be, ah, oh, it's going to be so much fun, man, it's, I can't mm-hmm. wait. Yep, that and like this this build, as far as getting the items for this build, yeah, it might take a little work because you have several items on here that aren't even part of an armor set. You've got some that are, you know, relatively uncommon. So actually gearing out for this build might be slightly challenging. Not difficult, but, you know, just not as easy as some others. But you've got to also keep in mind that your main focus on this build isn't damage. Unlike every other build, you're not looking for damage. You're looking for your own survivability. You're looking for... Really, you're just mainly looking for your own survivability, honestly. <laughs> well, you're so, pushing You're pushing the other characters. You know, you're yeah, pushing... Exactly. The, you're, you're helping everybody live through the damage of... Of you know maybe laser beams or some fire or whatever's going on, you're 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 helping everybody survive through that so they can stand still and hammer the enemy. You're buffing the damage. You're decreasing the enemy's health. They're taking more da- not decreasing their health, but you know they're you're decreasing you're weakening their, their armor. Yeah, so that so that they they take more damage. You're do you're you're helping people do more damage. I, I I'm excited about this this coming up this coming up season. It's it's gonna mm-hmm. be. It's gonna be fun, even though I'm not gonna get any 
uh, in-game rewards, which is, which is okay. I'm salty. It's it's all right. It happens. It's okay. You'll, you'll survive. I promise. <laughs> you know, another quick thing I kind of wanted to go over was, uh oh, did I tell you a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the virtual ticket in-game goodies? Mm-hmm. I told you they were going to announce it later, which they always do. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and, do you, and do you do you know what they're going to give you for Diablo? Yes, I do. Got the page up right here. Do tell, do tell. Yeah, you. Okay. All right. So, uh, you get for buying the virtual ticket or just going there uh, in general. You get some in-game goodies. I'll just go down the list so I don't leave out anybody who plays games that I don't play. So, for World of Warcraft, you're getting the Stormwind Sky Chaser and Orgrimmar Interceptor. I assume they're mounts. Some, I, they're, <laughs> I mean, they're they mounts. look cool. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It says right here. Okay, they're mounts. So it's it's cool. They look really awesome. For Overwatch players, we've got your 2017 BlizzCon Winston skin. It looks pretty awesome. Uh, for those of you who play StarCraft 2, you've got your Junker SCV, your Probe and Drone skins. Uh, which are really, really cool, by the way. For Heroes of the Storm, you've got your Nexus Razor, uh, Razorback mount and more. So this one comes with a uh, Nexus Razorback mount. Let's see, it comes with a BlizzCon 2017 banner and a cartoon Nexus Razorback spray. So it comes with a few different things. It's it's really cool. Oh, and it also comes with a portrait. I didn't see that, too. So BlizzCon portrait. So Heroes of the Storm is really kind of getting hooked up this time. Yeah, WTF. Yeah, I know. And I don't know what's up with that. And then for Diablo 3, here we go. We got your uh, Murkromancer pet, which is... <laughs> uh, so do you... Uh, oh, you can you can explain this more or better than I can, you World of Warcraft nut. All right, so I- explain this pet. Okay, they always do... Like a murky type something for BlizzCon. It, 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 that's a race in it. Uh, it's a little race in uh, in World of Warcraft. It's they're 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 cool. They do like a little thing, and uh, that's how they talk. But uh, it's it's a, it's a little fun thing, and uh, they always design these like um, before you got a pet that was like a a, a hell scream murky. Uh, one time there was like, um, looked like a little StarCraft dude with a little machine gun type thing. Um, <laughs> this is, this is basically a, a, a skinned up one that's, uh, that, that looks, that looks like a necromancer, which is cool. And man, mm-hmm. I, I already decided I wasn't buying the dang thing, but man, that pet. <laughs> ah, man. Am I gonna pay 40 bucks for the pet? <laughs> ah, I don't know, maybe. You must ask yourself this question. <laughs> Dang it, man, they always get me, man, they always get me. They always release something you want. Alright, and last but not least, we've got the Hearthstone. Uh, you get a mystery goodie. Uh, says, what's on deck for Hearthstone players? The innkeeper's not quite ready to show this uh, show his hand quite yet. So, and there's a picture of a golden legendary. So that's what you get. Um, also, I thought we should mention uh, we've got BlizzCon 2017 online merchandise sale uh, early access. 
So they've got an early access sale going on, which I think is cool, but at the same time really sucks <laughs> because this sale, the stuff that they've got on sale right now, you can only even look at, well, look at the details too, if you've bought a ticket to BlizzCon or the virtual ticket to BlizzCon. So you cannot buy these things or even look at them on the online page unless you have your virtual ticket. So those of you that want to check it out, go for it. See if there's anything you want to buy. I mean, I'm pretty sure all this stuff will be purchasable after BlizzCon stuff too, but they might be a higher price. So those of you who want to jump on that, jump on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I have looked, scrolled through and looked at what they have. They have quite a few things for every game. It's, it's always awesome. they always have great stuff. I, yeah. ah, I I don't I need more money. Dang it! Send me money, please. Come on. <laughs> um, also, they've got the uh, BlizzCon 2017 schedule and map is now live. It is set and it's set in stone. So you guys can check that out online. I'll put a link to that in the, uh, on the website. Uh, also put a link to the 2.6.1 patch notes. So if anybody wants to see the latest version of it, it will be on the website as well. And also just a friendly reminder that this season ends. Uh, season 11 officially ends on Friday, October 20th. So that's this coming Friday at 5 p.m. PDT, North America, 5 p.m. CEST for Europe, and Friday, 5 p.m. KST for Asia. And then two weeks later, Season 12 will begin uh, on Thursday, November 9th at 5 p.m. PDT in North America, Thursday, 5 p.m. CEST in Europe, and Thursday, 5 p.m. KST for Asia. All right, there you go. There's your updates. It's three weeks, but okay. Oh, is it three weeks? Oh, yeah. No. One, two, oh, you're right, three. Yeah. No? That's three weeks. Yep, yep, three weeks. <laughs> yep, yep, it's, got it. it's okay. <laughs> Don't worry, my <laughs> Okay, okay, three weeks. I had the bunch of chops. Come on, man, I had the bunch of chops. Three weeks, bro, three. All right, all right, I got you. <laughs> I got you. All right, well, uh... Do you have anything else you'd like to mention? Ah, you know, pretty much already acted about other media. I mean, played StarCraft and just been watching some Netflix and, you know, working and doing my thing. Other than that, man, you have any, uh, you have any other media, brother? Uh, I do not. I mean, I've just been hanging out, spending time with a girlfriend, uh, dealing with some personal stuff right now that's stressing me out but so I apologize if I was kind of quiet this episode <laughs> yeah I'm just dealing with some stuff outside of that just watching Hulu not really gaming too much honestly but you know I'm still keeping in in touch with the with my you know lust for killing in Diablo so I won't lose that anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> all right well, uh, I'll go ahead and close this out.
You've been listening to episode 141 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron today, patreon.com slash soulstone. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as on the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. We love Twitter. Come join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at ShatteredSoulStone, Wesper is at WesperTilio1189, and DeadGreed is at DeadGreed1812. You can find the show Facebook page at Facebook.com slash SoulStone, and WesperTilio is Facebook.com slash WesperTilio1189. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows at the Dawnforge at the Dawnforge, the Dawnforge, at www.thedawnforge.com. Dawnforge. Dawnforge! <laughs> thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, Dawnforge. Good night! Dawnforge! Thanks for listening to this podcast from Dawn Forge Productions, copyright 2017. Find us online at thedawnforge.com.